Bienvenidos a nuestro podcast, a space where we explore important topics for our community, from culture and entertainment to lifestyle and everything in between. We are your hosts, Bree, Evelyn, Vanessa, and Yasmin. In today's episode, we delve into the challenges of embracing our uniqueness and resisting the pressure to conform to family beliefs, discussing instances when conflicting ideas led to labels like maleducada or niña malcriada. Vámonos! Alrighty, so today's topic for us listeners, we wanted to ask, were there any instances where there, when others labeled you as maleducada or impolite because of your conflict of ideas? We asked this question because the four of us at one point in our life stepped away from our families and our homes to travel or go to school or just to do our own thing. So we wanted to have this conversation of what it was like for us. You mean you got labeled la niña maleducada? Oh, for sure. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> oh, 100%. And I think I still am labeled that sometimes. Oh, mm-hmm. Who labeled you? <laughs> I think just family, really. The older generation. <sighs> yeah. For me, it was my dad. I remember the moment or the moments. Definitely when he he labeled me or called me, called me that. I mean, I didn't take it as a moment where I was hurt. But as a moment of like almost triumph, like yeah, soy mal educada y qué. That's funny because for me during my teenage years I was labeled that um, more like rebelde, mal educada, mal creada. And then I don't know if I was labeled that during my college years, but. Yeah, like the whole, like, you know, um, the whole trying to, like, explore and um, find your sense of self. That was, like, uh, in I, I want to say almost like in three parts for me. <laughs> like, there was different mm-hmm. phases of that, um, including one where I want to say, like, my teenage years, I didn't care. And then college years, I somewhat cared of what like my parents thought. And then later on, trying to make up for not caring before and just, I don't know, finding that middle ground of wanting to respect them at the same time. I don't know. It's, it's in a sense, like weird to talk about it without getting into details. So maybe we should get right into the questions and get the cheese made. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're ready, Evelyn. Do you want to share? I mean, tell us about <laughs> the cheesemen. Cheesemen. <laughs> right? Everyone. Wait, where's my little, where's my coffee? I need my coffee. Okay, Let's grab your popcorn, guys. Like Let's get this going. Yeah, so share with us, like, what were some of the stories that you have or just moments that, that came I think for me was when I first became a mariachi girl. (laughs) That was like me exploring the outside world or exploring my sense of individuality 
that my parents didn't really understand because it required a certain level of commitment to the music, to practicing, to your friends, you know, to the parties that you had to go to. And for that, my parents, it was just conflicting to them because they're super religious, very conservative. Um, I think like if it wasn't for my dad's family who are naturally party people, I don't think we would have attended any parties. <laughs> so, so for my parents to see me like embrace a, a creative side in me was a little scary to them. And I remember that that was the first time when I noticed that there was conflicting ideas or conflicting ideologies. I went from going to church every single Saturday because my parents go to church on Saturdays to when are the parties, guys? Usually they're on Saturdays. <laughs> yes, that's true. Exactly. Um, and so now I was attending these parties. I'm 15 years old. And, and it's just like super different for my parents and they're trying, you know, I'm 15, I'm underage and they're trying to maintain that level of like control in what they've been brought up in their church as the ideal parent. And basically, you know, they get, and I don't want to say like graded, but essentially in their belief, it's like you're. You've made it in, in your role as a parent if your child can follow in the footsteps of your religion, of your beliefs. And so when someone starts questioning that, it's seen as like rebeldia. And that was very hard for me because <gasps> I'm trying to embrace this creativeness in me and I couldn't because there was all of these constraints. So there would always be fights every single weekend because I was going out to to those parties and I was trying to embrace like the professional side You're like yeah there are parties but at the same time like you're getting paid to be there so I was trying to embrace this level of professionalism at age 15 whatever that meant <laughs> um and I would always get into fights with my parents over the fact that instead of going to church, I would go to Misa because there was the Catholic wedding happening. Or instead of going to church, I was going to a baptism or a quinceanera or some other type of party that was happening. And it was in complete conflict to what they had a belief of what their child was supposed to do. Like I wasn't going to... I don't know, this sounds bad and almost like a little sacrilegious, but I wasn't going to read the Bible or <laughs> say prayers. <laughs> and see, like, even then, like, saying this out loud and feeling that little bit of guilt. Yeah, it's just weird. But technically, you were at church. You were at Misa. You were listening to the word of the Lord. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was so at church. You just, were. It's just not the church. Yeah. Yeah, not their not church. their church. So, so that was um, that brought a lot of tension because I remember I used to say like, "You just have to think that I'm making these sacrifices." At that time, I thought I was gonna be a professional mariachi girl. That I was gonna grow up to be in one of those big 
groups. Um, and so I would always say like, these are sacrifices that I have to make as a musician. <laughs> uh, but it would always start be, uh, with conflict when Fridays would come. So um, my parents are part of a religion where you basically start preparing for the holy day, which is to us on Saturday. So it's like very similar to like um, Baptist or a Jewish relig religion. So you start preparing for it on Friday at sundown and then you partake into, into like anything of like, you partake into routines that are, you know, of church. So like we used to like clean our house, um, have like a little service on Fridays. And then Saturdays was church in the morning, church in the afternoon, church in the evening, basically until sundown. Um, and so when I joined mariachi, it just so happened that we would have our practices on Friday nights. And then we would go to mm -hmm. the parties on Saturdays. So this was the like completely just violating everything that my parents had the routine. instilled in us, violating the routine that we had built in our household. I'm the oldest, so they don't know what to do with themselves because this is the first time that this ever happened to them. <laughs> I wonder what their conversations were like in their bedroom at night. <laughs> I don't no really think, yep, exactly. Or like, I don't really like her going to those things. I don't know. I don't know what went on, but there was probably. It'll be interesting if you ask them now. Oh, yeah. that would be. I could. I don't know if I want nope. to ask. <laughs> we don't talk about it. We don't talk about my rebeldia days. They're over? Shut, shut, shut. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> would I tell a young person to join, not, not necessarily to join mariachi because like that is a beautiful art, but would I tell them to join at a young age where you're constantly at parties where there's alcohol and stuff like that? Maybe not because I did start drinking in high school and it was a lot of it because of mariachi. You know, you're at parties People don't care if you're under 21. They'll give you drinks. And we were all underage. We were all 18 or younger. And you're all trying to figure out what this new life looks like when you're not around parents. I feel like we did well for ourselves. But of course, you get exposed to certain things that when I think about it now, I'm just like, hmm, maybe I could have done without the drinking and the, like, the partying. But it all came with part of the experience but this was so different for my parents that it was so conflicting that i remember one day i ran away from home and i went to go sleep over at my friend's place and her and i had it all planned out where <laughs> where um she like she had taken in someone else already that had come, you know, from a broken home and was also figuring out like her individuality and it wasn't matching up with what she had come up, like brought up, been brought up with at home. 
so we're just like, well, it'll just happen like that. Like, I'll just do that. And so I said, I'll pay your rent with mariachi. Um, you know, I'll buy my clothes and my food. Like we had it just planned it out. And so I grabbed my stuff. I asked um, my my boyfriend at that time to pick me up and take me to her house because I was moving out of my parents' house. I was 16 at this time. Wow, girl. Yeah, Mira. I didn't even know this. And, mm-hmm. and I remember it was a, a Friday because I was supposed to clean the house because, you know, we're getting ready for, <laughs> for Sabbath. You were <laughs> definitely was. cleaning house. That um, I just grabbed my I just grabbed my instrument because it was the only thing that was mine. Because my mom said, "You you walk out of this house, you're not allowed to take anything." And so I grabbed my instrument. And it was oh the only gosh. thing I had, and I left. And I didn't tell her where I was going. I didn't come back, and so she knew that I hadn't I hadn't uh, left with my clothes. I had just left with my instrument because we were practicing that day. But the next day, I was like, "Oh shoot." I need my mariachi traje and it's in my parents' house. So she locked every single door and every single window because she knew that I was going to oh come my back God. and grab my traje. Of course she did. And so I came back and I was trying to get into the door and I knew that they were going to go to church because I knew their routine. Uh, so early Saturday. Which window did morning, you climb through? I climbed through one of the back windows. <laughs> My friend who I slept, uh, I was there sleeping with at her house. Um, oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> my <laughs> friend you were sleeping with. My friend who I was sleeping at house, or how do you say it? The friend that I was sleeping. Okay, Your friend okay. you were staying at. My friend who I was staying with. Yeah. We know what you mean. Get to the my point. Friend... It's a play for you if you're sleeping with your friend. We're open to anything. <laughs> my friend yes. who I was staying with came with me. Um, and she said, oh, I know how to break into the house. Oh, <laughs> we grabbed a, a, um, a ladder because my house is two stories. And she climbs up the ladder. She... Not me. Because she I didn't know. You? Like, I don't know. Okay, you know how to do it. Whatever. Girl, that's breaking and entering. At least you still kind <laughs> of live there. It and then went and opened the front door for me. I go in. I grab my mariachi traje. I grab clothes that I need. And I grab a muffin because my mom had a Costco muffin. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, breakfast. Okay, let me help myself. Oh, my God. No. Grab your toothbrush at least. <laughs> That's so I, for you. I get out and, um, you know, she she has to close the door and she's going to get out. Um, and she locks the, the back, you know, the window again. And I'm taking the ladder because I had put it away. And so I'm putting the ladder back. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. I can just jump off because I had a trampoline. Oh, at- no. <laughs> No. no. I said, I can just jump off. And I said, are you sure? She said, yeah, I got it. I'm just going to jump off. So the thing is that we have oh um, fruit trees in the back. So the trampoline wasn't directly underneath the window. Like she literally had to jump like a parabola and land on the trampoline. 
parabola. Awesome. Math person here. And <laughs> she jumps and she she you makes make the it, edge huh? of it. So naturally it doesn't have that springiness to it. Her knee pops up and it hits her jaw and her <gasps> jaw dislocates. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I should see our faces right now. <laughs> and she like cannot move her oh, jaw. She cannot close her mouth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, where does it end? We are. Please tell me you're still friends. And we now laugh about the whole situation, but her parents were so mad when they found out. Yeah, Evelyn. Yes. Did your parents find out? My mom knew that I was going to come back. She just didn't realize that I was going to break into the house. She thought she's going to come back. She's going to figure out that she can't get her stuff. And then we won. And then when she came back, she knew I had been there because, one, I stole a muffin. (laughs) 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 Two, um, obviously, my mariachi traje was missing and clothes. But she didn't know what else had happened where, like, my friend got hurt and things like that. We had a gig that we had to go to. She couldn't sing. That was a whole other situation. But... <laughs> she about to find out. Well, my parents know the story now because we all laugh about it. Because like, oh. my friend, I just know, I just remember where I was just like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And she, and she's like, "I can't really get job." <laughs> oh my so, god. It's. I just think about those. Like go. Like it's funny now, but in those moments. I didn't know how to, I guess you could say, embrace this like new sense of self. And my parents didn't know how to embrace that new person that was coming out or or someone that had a different type of idea than they did. And so it led to this tension. It led to just mischief, I guess you could say, when it didn't have to be that way. And... When I was in college, I remember that they came with me and they wanted they wanted me to go to church. And so they had me be around, you know, someone that was part of church that went to UCSC, which you guys met him. He was a nice guy. And it was like their way of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I do remember him. It was their way of saying we we want you back on the 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 right track in Tecomias <laughs> because the way that I was exploring the world or figuring myself out conflicted with how they thought I should explore the world and I felt a lot of guilt in college um I didn't have that same feeling of like rebeldia when I was in high school there was just a lot of guilt in figuring myself out and wanting to please my parents and going back to being like a church person to not being a church person and embracing that new aspect of me. And I don't know if you guys felt it at times, but there was times where I would like actively pull away from my friendship with you guys because there was just this turmoil inside of me of trying to figure out 
who I was and who I wasn't and not and having that like stigma of being maleducada or just um, a not a good person because I started associating with not being part of church or not having the same beliefs as my parents as you're doing it because you're not a good person. I would say though that your guys' relationship has definitely shifted. Maybe it's not where you'd like it to be, but like it's definitely you're with them all the time and I think they enjoy your company. Yes, it's definitely shifted. Um where well, I mean, part of it is I don't feel the need to go out like how I used to. <laughs> Um, the, I think a lot of it is like the sense of maturity. And then, like I said, I was the first, okay. Part of it is the sense of, or growing up and embracing who I am and not necessarily that like wild teenager or the party girl of college times. Like it's just embracing that, you know, maybe the religion that they're part of does not, um, it doesn't align with my values at the moment and and that's okay and it was really hard for my parents to come to terms with but when I wasn't the only one who was going through that when it was my sister and my brother as well it was kind of like a defining moment for them saying okay it's not just her it's all of them and we I want to say like maybe a year and a half ago we sat down with them and my sister said, just because we have conflicting ideas doesn't mean that we're any less or that we don't have to love each other or that there's just going to be this tension between us. Like, if we're happy, why can't you guys be equally happy for us? Yeah. Damn, sister. Oh, wow. That's good. No. <laughs> I mean, I was really proud of her because she stood up for all of us. Um, And I want to say, like, ever since then, our relationship changed because now it's more of, they'll invite me to church still. And sometimes I'll go because I I don't mind going to church. It's just, it's not my whole identity anymore, like how it used to be or how my parents would like for it to be. Um, but it's also on your terms. Yeah, you're not being forced to go every Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time to get up, get ready. And so, when it is more on your terms, when it is more on like an invitation, you're open to it more versus, hey, you yeah. need to go now and get up. Yeah, you're gonna fight it. And since they have come to terms with that, our relationship has improved drastically. Well, it sounds like they're also respecting you as an adult and as their daughter and as someone who is embracing who they are. Because maybe they also see a little bit of them in Mm -hmm. you like they couldn't do that for themselves. And they see you do that for yourself. So maybe they're living vicariously through you as well. I mean, it could be. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Well, Evelyn, that was quite (laughs) the story. (laughs) I wish I could have been there eating my popcorn <laughs> watching that jump from that window. In slow-mo. <laughs> that was wild. Yes. 
we've known each other for how long and I didn't even know this story? Don't do what I did. Uh, I think that I didn't have the tools or the knowledge to, you know, to explain to my parents what I was feeling at a young age. So I just acted out in in their words or I was like rebelde and did things like that. But I want to say that if there is advice to someone is that it's a constant work, but not to give up. If you really want to embrace who you are and your uniqueness without feeling that pressure from your family, I'm not going to say that it's easy because I still feel like a work in progress at the moment, especially um, because I still live with my parents. And so finding that like 100% who Evelyn is, is still a work in progress. But I'm not like giving up and, you know, just conform to what my parents wanted to mold me as. I've embraced the struggles. I've embraced the arguments. I've embraced the rebeldia and the mischief. <laughs> it's just part of that <laughs> learning to you know, like that learning process to become yourself. And then you can look back at moments yeah. now and laugh about them, which is really cool. And your parents are probably like, hi, muchacha. Eres tremenda. Now I'm going to go to your house and be like, Don, me presta una escalera? <laughs> you know what's funny? Is... Is... Iseño, me hace unos muffins? They were Costco muffins. You know, those, no, they were Costco. The, when they used to be assorted, oh. that was the best. They now, they're now not assorted. Oh, but um, I was going to say, what's funny is that uh, we broke into the room that I use now as an office. <laughs> Full circle <laughs> moment. <laughs> Full circle. Uh, that's funny. So do you feel like at that moment... You were being a niña malcriada? But were you really? I think in the way that I was going about it, I was. I do think so in a sense, but not the fact that I was at that time trying to, I guess, figure myself out or um, explore like that sense of individuality. I don't think that part was bad. It was just in the way I went about it. But to me at that time, that was like the only way to go about it was to be a niña malcriada or maleducada. Mm -hmm. I, I think you said it that you were trying to advocate for yourself, but you just mm -hmm. didn't have the tools or the strategies in the moment to be able to do that. And so obviously as a teen, you know, our brains are still developing. Sometimes we don't make the best choices, but you made the best choice that you thought at that time. Yeah. And now we can laugh about it. <laughs> so if we got any 16-year-olds listening, take note. Don't jump off. <laughs> Don't do what Evelyn did. Don't do what Don't her run away from friend home. did. Let's try to have Don't better conversations. Don't run away from home. Don't. Stop thinking choose. Yes, there there are someone. many, there are other options. Yes, <laughs> my I just think like my poor mom. She was just always trying to outdo me, but I was like trying to outdo her too. Yeah, <laughs> one step ahead. 
But can you imagine if it was you that would have jumped? Oh and my gosh! Hit yourself? Oh god! Oh, oh no! Because I don't even think we had insurance at that time. <laughs> I could you couldn't have eaten your muffin. <laughs> I think I could relate kind of to the story of rebelling or choosing to do what you wanted to do in the moment and then looking back and thinking would I do that again at this point in my life and I would say no so I'm gonna share my experience um I went to visit my grandparents in Mexico so we're from the rancho in Michoacan and I was in my early 20s, so again, fresh out of college, uh, I had taken courses in feminist studies, so here I am, like, muy chingona, soy mujer, <laughs> and I'm gonna do, si, sí, voy a hacer lo que yo quiera, nadie me va a decir nada, right? <laughs> and Calm down, Jenny Rivera. <laughs> And so I went down there with that, you know, perception or attitude, um, thoughts. And I was just out there to have fun, to enjoy myself, to hang out with family and friends. And I was staying with my grandma, so my mom's mom. And she also comes from a very religious background where we would have sometimes night readings of their book their version of the bible and i would question a lot of the things we would read so again you know this religious aspect of controlling in that in that sense when we were reading it to me it seemed like there was a lot of controlling messages for women and how to be how to be viewed as like kind of a santa like don't go do things that may look bad, even though they're not bad. That was always the message I would get. Si tú sabes que no estás haciendo nada malo, pero para la gente se mira que sí, van a hablar mal de ti. So I always had that in my head. And I was like, well, I don't care. People can talk. I... I don't live here, you You're know, like, like I'm just here visiting, give a fuck. but to, <laughs> yes, and even if I live there, right, but I think it was my grandma that it, she was worried about what are people going to say about my granddaughter, about her as a grandma, mm -hmm. how is she letting me out, um, so it was also conflicting because I love this grandma. I see her as a second mom, but here I was retándola, you know? I was questioning her, and at that time, one of my uncles, one of my mom's brothers was there too. So I kept questioning them and saying, well, I'm already this age. My mom lets me out when I'm back home, so why are you all just saying no to me when I want to go out with my friends or my family and so there was one specific moment where I wanted to go to a palenque in um, Leon Guanajuato which is 
neighboring to Michoacan. It's a few hours away. And the everybody who was going, they were all male, but they were my family members. They were my tios and cousins. And they didn't take me and they said no because I was a woman. And I said, well, if you're a bunch of men and you're my family members and you take me, wouldn't it make sense that you're going to protect me if something happens or someone starts bothering me? Mm -hmm. But no, they just said that that wasn't a place for a mujer. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem like it. Like, I see women there. So was it a sausage fest? (laughs) I don't know how. They just try to paint it that it wasn't safe for me. And I was really upset because my mom had given me permission, but I got to know from at least that uncle because my other cousins and the other uncles that were around my age, they were all in support, but it was my mom's brother who Mm -hmm. didn't allow this to happen and my grandma obviously was not gonna say no to him and so I think that was a time when I had these conflicting views about me going out just because I was a woman with you know with these particular family members and I would always call my mom when I wanted to go out and she would override the no sometimes but for this specific event, she couldn't. And I was really upset. Um, but I think that's the moment where my family saw me as being like maleducada and impolite and really surprised as well. Because I I was always viewed as like this shy girl, polite, kind of going along with everything I didn't really speak up. And so when this was a new Yasmin for them. So I think they were also trying to learn how to navigate this. And for my grandma too, I'm the oldest of the granddaughters. So she also was trying to navigate how to, I don't know, lecture me, how to guide me because I was the first of the granddaughters. And I remember her saying that, something she was upset and saying I don't think I will have my granddaughter stay with me if it's gonna be like this so I think she was thinking that I might inspire I don't know my prima (laughs) 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 yes but I I remember that um time it was beautiful my stay was beautiful but these were some of the moments that I just was like in shock like why are they like this and again it's like coming from a small town they really care about what others think and now that I look back it's yeah I would have approached it a little different but I still would have questioned things um but again, I would have behaved a little bit better. I but is it some... what others is it what the others think, or is it just the plain machismo that exists in places like that? Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Or both. You also didn't fit their norm. Oh no, <laughs> no. I think it's a little bit of both because 
um, like Vanya said, we you didn't fit the norm. But I think part of it is because the norm is that collectivist mentality, that collectivist um, cold, um, yeah, the collectivist mentality that we have in our Latino culture, but also that individuality mentality that we are raised with in El Norte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because in your pueblo, how dare a woman go out to a place like that? And maybe for your uncle and, and the rest of the family, how dare one of their family member women go to a place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even your grandma, who's a matriarch, like she still had to listen mm-hmm. to your uncle. Yes. That's what I found interesting. And I, I even would tell my mom, like, why you know, why are they thinking this way? And she would tell me again, you know, it's different. It's still in Mexico. It's a small town. It's in El Rancho. And... Pues no me gusta. Es el hombre de la casa y le tenemos que hacer Yes, because he he's one who has been kind of the main supporter, at least from what I see or hear. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my grandma did have that kind of respect for him. Respect for him, yeah. And here comes Yasmin, chiquita pero picosa, <laughs> to change all that, <laughs> to challenge all of that. Pero and, y por qué? Oh my gosh. Y por qué? <laughs> ¿Qué <Yeah>. se cree? <laughs> you know. Yes, because I grew up with them. I I grew up with them since I was born with them in Sinaloa when they were staying in Sinaloa. So they have known me since, you know, I was in my mom's womb. And for me to come back and do this. And at some point when I was a kid, I also wanted to be part of the religion that they're part of. And then I was here like, no, I'm questioning everything, right? When I wanted to, at some point in my life, be part of this, but I had been exposed, like, you know, earlier we said, we, I went off to college, I started being exposed to new ideas, and discovering who I wanted to be as well. And even, you know, this religion, I grew up Catholic, but even I was questioning that as well. And so for my family at least my mom there was a moment where she said she was disappointed that Mm. I didn't want to say that I was Catholic and so I could relate to you Evelyn in that sense of trying to embrace tradition or culture but again not be so tied to the religious aspect of it and just figure out who I am and I still think I'm figuring that out even though I've been out of my parents home for many years now I have my own family but you know I'm still in that journey of discovering who I am what is that phrase like healing our inner child yes yes so is your inner child your inner niña maleducada I never thought about it that way, but I would, at I least would, for me, um, Evelyn, 
I would say so. In case people don't know. <laughs> I think they know you're Evelyn. <laughs> I wouldn't say my my younger stuff. I would say my mid twenties. Yes. Yeah. But I wouldn't say maleducada. I would just say, like, I would just take that back. Like, I'm educating you, not That's me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> versión educada. Yeah. La versión que creció, la versión I love that. Que aprendió. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Better <laughs> trademark that. <laughs> Quick, before someone steals it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I definitely, uh, my hat's off to you, comadre, because that is tough, you know, to be in your 20s and come from a place where, yeah, you're able to do what you want to do. You've been away in college. You did what you wanted to do in college. Nobody stopped you. And then to go back to your hometown, you know, and then being told, no, you're wrong. You can't do that here. And then, yeah, having to kind of, have those conflicting feelings and interactions with others who you maybe thought would be on your side or, mm-hmm. would, or, or would at least be willing to, to listen and, and hear you out and to get shut down. That's harsh and that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you stood your ground too. Le- oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> yeah. Wanna how's your inner child? My inner child is always healing and I think it will always heal because that is just part of who we are and as we grow we, we adapt and we change. But for me, I think my experience with las palabras maleducada o malcriada really came when I was actually a really young kid. Not necessarily so much an adult or even like in my teens or in my twenties. I think for me, I kept hearing those words over and over when I was young. And I would probably say, even before I can even remember them. So I would say, que como los, when do kids start walking, like a year and a half, two. But maybe like around three, when like I hit the toddler years. And maybe all the way up until about, I don't know, like nine or ten, maybe. So for me, it's the opposite of what Evelyn and Yasmin kind of have experienced and for me was actually being a young child and hearing that and that's very impactful because I'm growing in that time frame my brain is developing I'm learning to be who I am I'm learning to be me and then you have people telling you like I mean I'm not gonna lie I in a lot of the times I honestly a lot of the times right now I don't even remember too much about my childhood Pero, yeah, I've been told that I was a pretty difficult child. (laughs) So I was definitely a tomboy. I was playing around with the boys. I was really the only girl, too. That's why. So I grew up with a bunch of boy cousins. And um, I am a little bit, I think, on the older side of both families. Not too much older, but, like, I have a lot of younger cousins now. And... I think for a while I might have been like one of like two or three cousins around. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a whole lot of us around my age at that time. And I'm the firstborn. So my parents also were learning with me. 
we didn't know what to expect even you know as having a child like they're learn there were kids themselves like my mom was like i don't know 19 when she had me my dad was 21 so they're kids you know so here comes this other kid and i am strong-willed i will speak my mind i didn't care and i was aggressive i was rough i was tough and so for the people around us around my parents they would tell my parents like i you know la tienen bien chiqueada y es bien bien malcriada y y resongona is another one and to this day i still get that sometimes because i am i'm very blunt with my family and very blunt with you guys and very blunt with my sister my dad and my mom and so my parents still tell me like hey but i also know that they much rather have me be like that even now than not because they also know that it comes from a place of strength and it comes from a place of resilience and a place of me being able to speak my mind and my parents have the both of them have told me like no like this is who you are and you should embrace it so i never really felt that from them it was really more those around us aunts uncles my cousins i mean they try to tease me about that now but like half of my like most of my cousins weren't even around when that was happening and so i think they hear other people say that stuff about me so then they try to take that on and like they try to tease me about it but like to be honest they weren't really around when a lot of that was happening (laughs) But I was going to say, like, the fact that they're teasing you about it, that means that, you know, that they're talking about it and then people to to still be yeah, talking about I, it. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, I, I, I so, learned to just, yeah. like, brush it off, laugh about it. Um, and even then, I will I will say something back and they're like, oh, you know, just playing. I'm like, I know you are and I am too. Si no sabes jugar, no juegues, ¿verdad? Is that saying? But, um, yeah, but for me, it, it was uh very young age and i think a lot of it too is just again like my parents didn't have the skills then that they do now or they did when my sister came around um they were learning along with me and maybe to for them in that moment they were doing the best that they could with me too but i've always been a pretty strong-willed kid i've always been again very athletic very just out there that shifted for me as I got older though and I think because I became more aware of it because I became more educated on like hey like yeah maybe I shouldn't go about responding like that or I shouldn't go about you know acting out like that and so what they (laughs) what they ended up doing (laughs) honestly and actually I, I really enjoyed it but because I think at moments they didn't know how to handle my behaviors or they didn't know how to handle me me pusieron in taekwondo and so taekwondo is a form of martial arts and it's it teaches you a lot about self-respect respecting your elders respecting those around you and kind of like grounding yourself a lot and so when i i think i joined that when i was about six or seven years old i had a big shift and i was a lot more calmer i was a lot more like okay like i'm more aware i was also six or seven and so really kids start to remember things at around age five where they're like okay like i can now remember certain incidents or certain conversations that we're having and so i started to retain a lot more of that of like okay i I need to behave a certain way or yeah that was not okay but that was a big shift for me and in high school i was really quiet as an older kid i was really quiet but with my family my immediate family i wasn't but like out in the community i was and I think to this day, I still am like that. 
you know, you can see me on the community. I won't really say hi to you unless you <laughs> approach me. I'm not one to really start a conversation. Um, but once you, once you start talking to me, then I am. An introvert uh, with the unfamiliar and extrovert where you're really comfortable. Oh, yes, for sure. And, um, and I get that. Like, I, I get all like, what? Like, you're quiet? Like, really? Because once you, I mean, once you get to know me, like, I'm not, you know, I'm actually pretty outgoing and pretty lively. And, pero, yeah, when it's, when I'm not, like, in my zone, yeah, I'm a lot more quieter, more to myself. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, but I heard it growing up a lot. And so, I don't think I knew much about it obviously then because i was a kid i didn't know what that was but as i got older i knew about it and again i mean they teach me about it now they still tell me things now i will still respond now to my aunts and uncles and they're not always fond about it more like i know what i'm saying and i know i'm doing it with intention versus like not i'm saying it to hurt you i'm actually telling you because hey that's not okay or like yeah, this is exactly what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and what you just said. But I think sometimes we still take it as like, ay, ay, how dare you? Ay, ay, vas otra vez, vas a empezar. <laughs> you know? They still yeah. love me. <laughs> we I all love you. <laughs> but do you also see it as, you mentioned that you grew up with boy cousins at that time. So maybe they were not used to seeing a little girl act this way so they had a perception of girls are supposed to be this way versus how boys are supposed to be hmm. yes i do think that was a big part of it i like i said i am one of the older cousins and um yeah i i was surrounded by little boys and so i do believe that that's i mean i come from a mexican household and there's a lot of old traditions in our family still and even to this day there's been a lot of progress on my whole family like aunts and uncles and cousins but back in the day i mean that was in the early eight late 80s early 90s i mean they were they themselves were really young and so they were also still learning what they could keep traditional what they could change and yes i do believe that they saw me and i was not your typical little calladita girl that should just stay quiet and listen because i wasn't i think i was like flipping off my uncles all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? or i'd get upset and like i would like straight up like have a mean face to them or les respondia para atrás and a lot of the times i think they would laugh about it so i think it just like became who i was but i do know my parents sometimes would get a lot of shit from um their family members about it and i think i don't know if they were embarrassed or if they were ashamed of it because i don't think they were but like i mean i think parents in general don't like being told like hey your kid is not well behaved you know yeah <laughs> um but you used the keyword you were strong-willed and yeah my little girl's like that so i have to remember to let her be and learn who she is and yeah. It's hard, but yeah. I, yeah, I think your parents did well in not really listening to others and just learning with you. Too. Yeah, and and to this day, too, um, I get compared to one of my parents a lot because that's how they are, too. And 
La doña. What about you, Evelyn? <laughs> I would yeah, probably say yeah, your mom I too. To my mom, que tengo el carácter de mi mom. Shout out to I the mama. My... <laughs> Shout out to my mom. Um, but I love her. I love her personality. I love how she is. I love. Um, she's just honest, and she's there, and she's very nice, and she's very um, humble, and she will help you. But don't, yeah, don't mess with her either because there is a side to her. She, she'll also just kind of like cut you off and be like, hey, what you're doing is not okay. And she don't give no Fs. And I think that I'm a, I'm a lot like that. Um, that. That part of me doesn't come out too, too much. But when it comes out, it's there. And I will defend those around me that need defending. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate that aspect of you, Vonnie, because I know like for me, I struggle with, um, and it's not even what to, to say that you're confrontational because I don't yeah I don't see think I that. am yeah and you yeah but I know that for me I'm non-confrontational it's hard for me to bring hard <laughs> conversations up and so I totally appreciate that that you are willing and able and capable of having difficult conversations of being able to speak your mind in a sense um, oh, I appreciate you. that. So what oh, I hear yeah. is that Evelyn would like to hire Vane as a mediator. <laughs> or for interventions. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I think I I think, you know, growing up too, I've learned to balance that part of me, but also learn to new ways of um going about conflict or going about conversations. Which is why I think I'm in the field of therapy. I think there is a big part of me that um, I learned myself, and I can teach those you know in need of it. So, but yeah, my experience was when I was very little. So my advice is just embrace it because if this is who is going to shape you to be, especially at a very young age. I don't think we have really young listeners at seven or eight years old, but who knows? We might have one or two. Be you. You have your whole life ahead of you to learn to adapt and to embrace who you are. But like, if that's a part of you, don't let that die either. Just learn to manage it. Learn to maybe shift little things here and there. But baby girl, that's you. Y sigue siendo malcriada si quieres, because hey, no one can take that from you. So that's right. Yes. Yes, <laughs> girl. Hey, I'll take that advice <laughs> as a parent because I have a very strong-willed little girl. So I let her be. Yes. And I'm letting mine mine be because I my my little girl too. She's a lot like me, and I think my son's gonna be a lot like me too. And I think he's gonna give me gray hairs. <laughs> but I'm gonna <laughs> let him be who they are. I have to. That's who are they you, are. Are you gonna let your gray hairs be too? Yes, I'm going to embrace them as they come. Maybe not quite yet, but I, w I am slowly letting them <laughs> letting them be more free. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so that's me. That's my story. Thanks for sharing. Well, Brie, what about you? You're the last one that hasn't spoken. What would you like to share? That you and I had very similar experiences growing up the, all the words oh, really? you used yeah all the words that you use like 
mal creada, rezongona, mal educada, like that very much started <laughs> when I was young and a little girl. And I remember a very particular moment. And there's another one that another word that wasn't mentioned, but machetona. I don't know if anybody has ever used that word or have have heard it. Which means tomboy. No. Um, my dad has used that with me. Like, you know, what's the other word I I would hear, and not necessarily towards me, but I would hear towards other little girls. Uh-huh. Marimacha. Oh, I've heard oh, that yeah. one. That's the one yeah. that came to mind. Yeah, I've, which I, is I've heard that one. Yeah, that's more for like someone who's like dyke. That's mm-hmm. how I grew up knowing that word. Um. But yeah, uh, my dad, he, (laughs) (sighs) me, papa. Yeah. So this particular moment was I was playing in the backyard with my boy cousin and we were up on the tree and from a very young age, you know, when I was a baby, because I'm the only girl from my two siblings and myself, um, dresses, they love to put me in dresses, these puffy dresses that I fucking hated. Oh my god, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, similar experiences. And so him and I were playing on the tangerine tree and my dad was like, Niña machetona, bájese de ese árbol, se le van a ver los calzones and sends me inside. (laughs) And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I was just playing outside with my boy cousin. And... My little head was like, I need to problem solve the situation right away because I need to get my ass back outside so I can play. <laughs> and so I found a solution. I went back outside and he's like, what did I just tell you? And I was like, problem <clears throat> solved. Picked up my dress and I'm like, I put on some shorts. Like, what's a big deal? <laughs> but it was more of like him not wanting me to be outside playing. That I needed to be inside with the women. And I'm just like, that's just not my deal. I I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be outside. I wanted to get dirty. I wanted to play in the mud. I wanted to climb the trees. That's just, that was my spirit growing up. (laughs) That's what I wanted to do. And I don't know what he expected me as his only little girl. But his... Our conversation, quote unquote, conversations. I don't know. He's always, I think he's always seen me as this niña o mujer rezongona. And I've actually have heard it from him and somebody else that I dated. But these two people, my, my dad and someone that I dated, they definitely had a very machista background. And so for someone like myself to come and question and ask why or el tu por tu, I think that's why they feel very like, well, you can't come up to me and question everything. Like I just say things y es así la cosa y ya. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Like, um, I'm going to question this. I'm going to ask why. And I'm going to keep hammering it as I, <laughs> until I get my way. Because I think it's very unfair. Like, 
I, I grew up very different from how my brothers grew up. I, they got a lot more freedom than I did. And that's not fair. You know, I don't know what you were all like growing up. Yasmin has a brother. I, you know, Evelyn has a brother. Was it different growing mm -hmm. up because you guys had brothers? Did you see any disparities there? Oh, yeah, yes. totally. Um, my brother got a car, I want to say, when he, either he was 16 and a half or 17. And you guys all know I didn't drive until I was 28. <laughs> True fact. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't. Ha I don't. I didn't. I don't have brothers, but I have a lot of boy cousins, like I mentioned, and a lot of them are my age, and they were definitely allowed to do more, go out more at night, out in high school, and my parents would let me go out too, but I'm the one that would choose not to go at times, but también they would say, "Well, is so and so going, and you can go with them," because I think they felt like, "Oh, well, mm. you're a girl." But you're with can be with your guy cousin, so they felt more comfortable. Um, which was, I mean, in 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 my cousins, I've always felt really comfortable with. But oh yeah, like, oh if they're going, then yeah, that's no problem. But yeah, I don't have brothers, so that's different for me. Mm -hmm. I I think for me, I felt that I didn't have the restriction of, let's say, a curfew, but the messaging was. Who are you going to be with again? And how late are you going to stay? Give us a call. Versus with him, it's like, okay, que te vaya bien, right? And I was so upset that I'm the oldest and I had a car. And then my parents kind of gave him that car because he was commuting from a local college home. And I was like, well, there's public transportation. I'm already here working why does he get the car right so there was mm -hmm. like these different treatments and i believe it was because he was the the only male in the house for my siblings because i have an older brother but in my family unit that we grew up it was uh four of us three sisters and just my brother so i definitely felt it but Growing up, I also grew up with boys. I had you and Ivory would have been best buddies. I love climbing trees and, you know, playing in the mud. I love doing all that. I was around boys all the time. I didn't really like Barbies. I actually got bored. But they scared me. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like dolls at all. <laughs> nope. I don't like them. I think in the the part of lit growing up little i didn't see much of a difference they would let me out and be climbing trees fences things like that but it was when i got older that i noticed the different treatment i guess yeah again like i don't know i think my dad just expected me to be this very submissive docile daughter and I don't know where I got it from, actually, <laughs> because, yeah, I, I don't know. And I remember, I don't even know what what we were talking about in that conversation, but I had definitely had already gone off to college in my undergrad years. 
and we were in the car and we, you know, we were having this back and forth with something that we were not agreeing with. And he's like, pues no tuvieras ido a la universidad porque regresas más mal educada. And I was just oh, like, wow. well, I'm glad I did leave the house because I am learning and I'm glad que soy mal educada. But I'm like, what, what would my life be if I would have stayed home? Mm-hmm. I had an uncle who said very similar to what you said, where he was basically telling me that he was, I guess, like proud of me for not changing as much. And I don't even know what that meant because we never saw each other as often. But he said, usually when people go to college, they come back with these weird ideas. <laughs> oh, si supiera. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, In Santa, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz weird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. We kept it weird and we brought that weirdness with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's those conflicting ideologies that no longer, we no longer align with our values and their values. And so it just creates. Yeah. This I mean, I, I can't think of like having these explosive moments with my dad. Big explosive moments. I'm sure. I, we did have like rough moments um but even now like i he's he just turned 76 okay Yay. he's 40 yeah he's 40 <laughs> years older than me and we still get into these back and forths <laughs> and i'm like i know i can't change his his ways yeah. and i you know that's with that I have to take a step back, but I'm also not conforming to a machismo. I I just can't, you know, si me doy a doblar to certain things, like I tell people, le sirvo, I'm there for him to do certain things because he is my father. But would I do this for any other man? No, I don't think I could. If there's the expectation that I would do it, no, voy a seguir siendo esa niña malcriada, machetona, maleducada, razongona, whatever you want to call it, but it's just not in my nature to stay within that box or within those yeah. lines, whatever you want to call it. No. I was going to say, like, girl, I couldn't even cook. So. You cook your own damn meal. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have yeah. to. Like, make, girl, get your money and then you can get yourself whatever you want to eat. The chef. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I agree, Brie. I think, um, yeah, I mean, those around us and in some cases our parents, you know, just had this view of like what their little girl was going to be and we were just all of us, all four of us broke that view, broke that mold. And I don't think they knew how to handle us in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I th- they were yes, in for a rude awakening. For, most, for <laughs> most of our parents. And, and I do think your dad, too, at some point, maybe just embrace like, hey, this is who I have. I know my parents did. And, you know, they don't. Yeah, they. I'd wear the dresses, the poofy dresses. I hated them, but I had shorts underneath. 
or I would change after photos or after the important thing, I would go put on my pants. My mom needed to carry jeans with her all the time already, too. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is he only once in my life told me to change. Yeah. And, and and this was more when I was a teenager. Um, we were going out to a party. And as a teenager, I was more of like jeans and a t-shirt. And I don't know, for this particular party, he told me to just wear something nice. Not even like a dress. Just he asked me to go back inside and change. And that's the only time I remember him asking me to change. And did I you think change? it was, yeah, I did because it was, it wasn't, he wasn't demanding. He asked nicely. I must have been in a good mood. <laughs> it, it was, I didn't feel like it was coming out of a place of him. Uh-huh. So I was like, it's kind of like, well, like what I said with Evelyn, like they now that she gets invited to church versus like being forced to go to church, yeah. she's more willing to do it. And maybe in that mm -hmm. moment, you're like, okay, like I can do this because it's coming from a place of respect too, and not so much like this is what you need to do right now. Go back in there and change. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. know what it was about that one time, but yeah, my my and, dad, and I think. Also, with you, Brie, you handle some of the situations with your dad with humor, and I think that helps both <laughs> of you get as much as we moments. can. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> he has some wacky humor, and I try to have some humor, some dark humor at times. <laughs> your dad also comes from an older, older generation. Yeah, so he I does. I think a lot of those traditional, very traditional rooted values are just a part of who he is and and I, it sounds like maybe he believed that I was just gonna somehow magically just get transferred over to you maybe oh man um, if the stories <laughs> the stories I've hear I hear from my aunts and now of him of when my aunts were dating and how <laughs> what he was like during that time and un terror like they lived out in El Rancho. It was like uh, una casita aquí and like a mile away was another little casita. Okay. And so my aunt say like, que venía el pretendiente, the person that they would like to come visit them. And so this one particular time, my dad dressed up in my aunt's clothes and put on the rebozo. And like what the rebozo was calling the pretendiente over. And knew that this person was going to come to talk with my aunt. And so what he did, he told him, like, oh, yeah, he's like, yoo-hoo, get closer. And this guy's getting closer. And my dad played baseball. He had a good arm. He had a pile of rocks and just bombarded this man with rocks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's one story. All messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another one of my grandfather when my other aunt, I think she was already dating like her soon-to-be husband. Um, I don't know what his, my grandpa's, grandpa's deal was. He had a machete 
and he brought it out into the street and he was just like macheteando the sidewalk and like taking out some sparks with the machete <laughs> in front of him and i'm just like well why was that need i think he was establishing dominance i don't know yeah some <laughs> alpha yes stuff and going so like, on. like if you heard her you respond to me kind of thing i don't know but they ended up getting married and they would bring up that story in front of them like my in front of my aunts and my dad and my uncles they would bring up the story in front of my uncle who married my aunt and in front of my grandpa and my grandpa would be like yeah cayense don't say anything like oh now you're embarrassed grandpa of what you've done mm-hmm. but that that story lives on my grandpa's passed away now but i cannot imagine there's more stories of what my dad was like in his younger years. <sighs> Lo que le hacía mis tías. I was just like, oh, I think I got the the better end of this. You don't know what goes on in their head sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. My advice is, I, you know, question things. Be the niña malcriada, maleducada. Not in a sense of like be disrespectful, but do question things why why do why do things have to happen the certain way you're you're gonna do it anyways because i think it's just part of growing up and your rite of passage as you are growing up whether you decide to stay home or travel or go to school explore the world you are going to question things whether it's religion family values traditions lo que sea people are going to label you things anyways my advice to you is just be your genuine self. And I would add to also be your own advocate, even though, you know, you may get pushback, but keep on advocating for yourself and being true to who you want to be and who you are and your new values, if that's what you're aiming for. Um, but I would say that's what I I got from my own experiences. Mm-hmm. And know that it's not going to be easy. And I would add to don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of who you are, who you're becoming, who you want to be. Don't be afraid to embrace this part of you. And don't be afraid of those that question you about it too or that shut you down or that you're not they want you to be because at the end of the day you got to be okay with yourself and you got to be okay with the version that you want to be as you get older so don't be afraid embrace it and learn from it yeah so i think we're all still maleducadas malcriadas apparently if we're over here (laughs) saying go for it but no i mean it's just jk but i I think uh we've turned out pretty well and i'm very proud to be part of your guys' lives and continue to hear your guys' stories too because hearing these stories of you ladies and I'm like okay that makes sense or okay I can connect that to this or oh I I see where that comes from but it's really cool because it's like it just comes full circle and I get to continue to grow with you girls and I continue to learn about you girls and it's a very beautiful thing. You never know where life is going to take you and what kind of adventures you're going to have anyways. Yeah. Right, right, Evelyn? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and get yourself some amigas like us that will be there to support you in these moments. Yes. So with that said, these are your malcriadas checking out tonight. Hasta la próxima. Maleducadas, peace out. Machetona for life. We want to thank you so much for tuning in into our episode. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and learned something new. If you liked the episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any suggestions for us, for topics you would like for us to cover in the future, don't hesitate to contact us through Instagram or TikTok at Dear Hermanas. Hasta la próxima.